We are going on tour. The Glamorous Trash Podcast and my book tour have collabed and we're coming to a city near you. Click the link in the show notes to to get all of the deets. We're coming to New York City. On June 4th, we are kicking off an event with Jon Stewart. No big deal. That's our very first show in New York City. Then we're coming to Washington, D.C., Nashville, Chicago, Santa Fe, Albuquerque, Seattle, Portland, and Los Angeles. So get your tickets now. We are doing three different events because, you know, I'm always doing the most. That's just on brand, right? First, there's a glamorous trash party. It's the podcast meets the book tour meets Coachella, a live show featuring podcast segments, book segments, a very special guest. And of course, there's a runway walk at the end for people to show off their fits because the dress code to every event is obviously glamorous trash. We are also doing a cookie country club. It's the anti-country club country club. And it's very dreamy. You get like a bunch of products. There's little events. And it's a more intimate event where you meet other cookies and listen to a book chat with what me and another special guest and then the final event the behind the bangs writing workshop i finally did it put it together put together this workshop because i wrote this book in many ways for younger me and younger me would not have gotten off her couch unless there was also a workshop being taught i wanted the gyms i wanted i wanted the knowledge i wanted the education that's what i would have wanted so i've decided i'm doing it and in the workshop is going to be the six writing gyms that took me forever to learn 15 years in my 15 year career as a tv writer and author and blah 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 all the other things i've written there are six things that i always use and all of those are in this workshop so if you have an interest in writing sign up all the ticket links are live today click the show notes click my instagram we are coming to a city near you and there's going to be some meet and greets i'll sign some copies of books we'll give out more books and i have uh, some pieces of merch that i'm taking on the road and i'm gonna give them out at the shows Welcome to Celebrity Book Club. This is a podcast that recaps and celebrates the memoirs of female celebrities. I'm your host, Chelsea Devontes. I am a television writer, I am a comedian, I'm a filmmaker, and sometimes I'm in stuff too. Now this week we are covering Erica Jane's memoir written in 2018 titled Pretty Mess. And in this episode, we'll discover how it's more of an actual mess and possibly a very serious legal issue. Now, if you don't know Erica Jane, she is a housewife on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She is also, in quotes, a singer. And this book is extra layered because this year, a court case was launched against Erica's attorney husband, Tom Girardi, and also against her and implicating her in it. And it is horrific. The court case is about how her husband, Tom, was an attorney for victims of things like plane crashes or uh, people's homes setting on fire because of the gas company. And so he would represent these people that awful things had happened to and go and get settlements from these companies for what happened to the victims. And then the allegations are that he kept the settlements. So he would keep most of these victims' money. Victims like burn victims, orphans, widows, Um, it's really, really intense. And the allegations are also that Erica knew about it or helped or the money was laundered through her. It's all a big layered mess. It's happening right now. And in this past season of The Housewives, the case was um, a big part of the show, as well as there's a Hulu documentary titled The Hustler and the Housewife. I highly recommend it. It's just a lot. 
So we are reading this book about Erica's life, but all of that is also woven into this episode. And, you know, with that in mind, please take in this single from Erica Jane. Queens right, now kings left. Drop down, expensive. And I still don't give a fuck. It's expensive to be made. Hey, that was It's Expensive to Be Me, a big yikes, given the court case. I also have very complicated feelings about Erica, and I'm so excited to discuss it with our incredible guest, Roan Curtis. Hi, Roan. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on. I want to give your bio. Roan is an actress and producer known for her roles in The Magicians, Firefly Lane, which I love, and Before I Fall. She also starred in hit series The L Word and Smallville in her early career and has been part of many incredible TV and film projects that I didn't even mention. Such an incredible bio, and you're so young, too, so you're just incredible. Thank you. I feel so lucky to be here. I feel like everyone you've had on here has been like, super illustrious and like very well accomplished. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, that, that, that episode of the L word. I didn't know I was like 10. So I'm glad, I'm glad you You were 10 so. in that? That's amazing. Oh yeah. It's been a billion years. People are like, so how long have you been acting for? Expecting me to be like, oh, like after I got out of high school. So like, you know, like seven years or whatever. And it's like, no, since I was eight. And it's, so I say 17 years and people are like, so you're 40? And I'm like, <laughs> They're like, you yeah. look, you definitely don't look like that. Firefly Lane is so great. I, so I was watching Firefly Lane mm-hmm. and I'm doing this podcast and this very funny, smart woman is DMing me named Roan. And we're DMing back and forth about the podcast. And then all of a sudden I was like, why does Roan look familiar? And I'm like, oh, she's on this TV show I'm in love with. And that's that's kind of the story how we first met because yeah. we didn't actually meet me until we did one of the private book clubs last month. Yeah. Because I'm such a diehard cookie. And I think I also, like, it's so funny. I think that, like, technically, the way we met is I was, like, trauma dumping on you in the DMs. like, <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved. Yeah. I love a well, trauma I dump. Like, I never do this. Like, I never message people being like, hey, your story really spoke to me. Like, this is why, blah, blah, blah. And I wrote, I wrote like, a fucking paragraph. And, um, and I was as I was sending it, I was like, this is crazy. Like people, like sometimes people tell you really crazy things in your DMs and you're like, why are you telling me this? And are you doing that thing to somebody else right now? And um, and then you responded and I was like, oh, thank fucking God, I'm not insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, there's definitely, there's definitely DMs that are, you know, not, not great. But on the most part, I feel like, yeah, I feel like whenever anyone like feels the courage to share their story. I just, in my DMs, I feel so honored. And I felt so close to you. And I feel like our friendship has grown. I I don't know how you found the podcast, but I feel like you've been here since day one of me launching it. I kind of have. My friend Marin was like, hey, you got to listen to this podcast. It's like literally everything you like, which is... um, celebrities and books and also um and also Trauma. getting into other people's yeah getting into other people's <laughs> business like yes, I'm exactly, real nosy exactly. I'm super super yeah. nosy and I think that that's also why I love reality tv so much is that I just I love to be in people's business without actually like having to partake in the business absolutely and I also think like when you are in entertainment these stories is 
are also like extremely um, impactful in your own life because you're kind of next to them sometimes. Although I will say it's nice. We are not close to Erica's life. And so this was the book. (laughs) Yeah, by any means. So I've had Erica Jane's book for a long time and I, I, I really loved her. Like, I loved Erica Jane. I know she's controversial on The Housewives. She's on Beverly Hills for anyone who doesn't watch. And then when the court case came out, I got very afraid to open and touch this book. And because we had decided, you were like, I want to do Erica Jane. So this has been on the books for like almost two years. But only recently was I like, okay, I'm ready to, to face this nightmare. So why was Erica Jane the one you wanted to cover? Well, I'm glad you said that because like, I really liked her too. Like, I think that there was something about her and it's funny, I like in preparation for this, I was kind of like going back and watching like earlier seasons because of course, like the ones that are really uh, that were at the top of my mind right now were like was the last one where yeah, you same. know shit was hitting the fan with her and she was really an unlikable character, I feel like in a lot of um season 11 of Housewives. And um but I was going back and I was like, why did I like her so much? And I realized that it was because I found her to be really refreshing in a group of women who are very like, oh, like we would never say anything like that. And she was like, she just like kind of came up and she was very upfront. And I think that she was one of the first housewives who just kind of said it like it was and 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 said what she felt and also wasn't afraid of her anger. Like I think yes. that sometimes, you know, as women, anger is so demonized and particularly, I mean, I'm saying this as a white woman as well, obviously women of color even more so. But anger is so demonized. And I felt like I watched her, and sometimes it was unwarranted, and sometimes it was a little over the top. But I really did like that she was not afraid to kind of go there sometimes and be like, hey, fuck you, that wasn't cool. Yes, that is exactly what I liked about her. There's this great Cher quote, and I've actually said it on the podcast before, but I'm going to say it again, where Mm -hmm. Cher is, I think she's talking to Oprah, and she says, I'm really a very sweet, very kind person. But if you mess with me... I'll, I'll mop the floor with you. I'll fuck your life up. And mm-hmm. I've always <laughs> loved that quote. I think I definitely present as someone like that. Like, I'll fuck your life up if you m- mess with mine. But I actually feel like I've become pretty weak <laughs> in the past, like, five to ten years. I don't know if mm-hmm. it was therapy or or coming to my own vulnerabilities, but it's, like, very—I shouldn't say this on a podcast because I don't want people to know, but it's very easy to, like, guilt me or shame me or make me doubt myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, like, it, yeah. it, I'm not, like, this fortress. And so when I saw Erica standing so strong, like, not afraid to be, like, fuck off, stay away from mm-hmm. me, not afraid to be angry, not—and, like, no one can fuck with her. I was like, I want that. I want that so badly, and I really admired it. Yeah, I think, and honestly, personally, I felt like I really related to it. Okay, so season 11. Mm-hmm. If Erica is not guilty and did not know about what her husband Tom was doing, watching how she survived it all last season would be yeah. so inspiring. Because she is just like, I'm not going away. You can't make me leave, and I'm going to survive this. She says that out loud. I'm going to survive yeah. this. But unfortunately, after reading I the book, think- <laughs> I feel sure she's guilty. And yeah. that makes me sad. I know. And and the thing is, too, is that, like, yeah, even in watching season 11, I didn't really know the full story necessarily. Like, I was kind of just getting, like, snippets, and then I was trying to read up on it, but there was lots of legal jargon. But I was watching it, and I was still kind of rooting for her. Like, they're repoing. Like, she just handed over a pair of earrings that was purchased for um, $750,000 that Tom bought her with 
orphan money. It's but just like, like that's that's the thing. You're like, if if she really didn't know, and she's like, oh my god, Tom, what have you done? I've been singing songs called "It's Expensive to Be it, Me," funded yeah. with orphan money, and mm-hmm. her attitude in this season is that she never really thinks of the victims. She really only thinks of herself. And like, yeah, sell those earrings. You know, sell those earrings with your Bravo fame, get all that money, yeah. and you give it directly to the victims. But she seems oh to gosh. not do anything. And I don't know, like, I don't, the one thing I have in my head is that legally, if she talked about the victims or talked about what they were owed, would that put her own court case in jeopardy? And is that the reason why she didn't do it? That's the only I, thing I'm thinking about. I could see that for sure. I think that there's very little that she can say. But then at the same time, she wasn't not saying anything. I think that if she was super tight lipped all season, that would have been one thing because yeah. it's like, okay, I can't comment on anything. But yeah. she was commenting on things. She was commenting on Tom's mental state as she was kind of like alluding to what she knew and didn't know. And so much so that the lawyer that is coming after her on behalf of some of these victims, he is saying, he said, I'm going to transcribe this. I'm using this show as evidence <laughs> against you so that I can come after you because there's already been a, a legal motion stating that the victims can go after Erica personally. Wow. Like, that's wow. already been decided. The thing is, is that she's, she is smart and she mm-hmm. did try and yeah. play it tight-lipped on the show. She did try and create new timelines and help, now that I think she's guilty, help Tom uh, plead dementia and being mm-hmm. robbed and which yeah. I'm sure is going to be like, oh, well, he doesn't have that now. I guess he was burglarized. And so- she did do all those things and just the fact that she did it all and it's going to be used against her. Which brings us to the book, which is highly damning uh, in her case, I think. And also I went to the book thinking like, oh, I'm going to love her even though she has this court case and it'll be tough for me. And the book did the opposite. And it's always so shocking to me when memoirs make you dislike a person because I I feel like you're almost guaranteed to love them more, and it's a special person who can push you away in 300 pages. That was just a little teaser of our cookie patron-only episode on Real Housewives' Erica Jane's memoir, Pretty Mess. If you would like to hear the rest of the episode, go to patreon.com slash and sign up to be a patron. For just $5 a month, you get access to all the bonus episodes, plus first dibs on live show tickets and a bunch of other things. You can join the Cookie Patron community and just, you know, come hang. There's also a bunch of other things you can sign up for. You can see it when you get there. It's linked in the show notes. So just click open the link on this episode description. It'll take you right there. And you'll get access to bonus episodes just like this one, as well as Kathy Griffin, Jamie Lynn Spears. We've done those and we have much more headed your way for only Cookie Patrons and subscribers.